I've always been a little bit of a dreamer. Now, I don't mean that in the traditional way. I'm not some great creative with my head among the clouds who gets lost in daydreams. Rather, I'm normally practical to a fault. But I mean that I am a dreamer in the way that no matter what is going on in my life, I tend to process it through my dreams. My parents will tell you that I've been an awful sleeper from the day I was born. I go through bouts of insomnia and I often find myself awake at odd hours of the night. Many times I find my super vivid dreams have woken me up. At times when I feel anxious or stressed, I often find myself having dreams about tornadoes. Weeks before medical procedures or surgery, I dream of scrubbing dirty toilets. And ever since the beginning of this whole pandemic thing, I've found my dreams have taken a rather strange turn. Many nights I have vivid dreams about locking windows and doors. I am fearful. I know there is someone or something outside trying to get in and they mean me and my friends and my family harm. So I check every window and every door and I find all of them unlocked and confusing. Some windows having multiple locks. So meticulously one by one, I lock all of the locks on each window and each door while my heart beats hard in my chest. It is no wonder then, as I wished our Jewish friends happy Passover last Wednesday, that I was struck by the idea of being locked in a house with blood marking the door, hurriedly eating with family while waiting for the angel of death to pass over each house. I started thinking of other instances in scripture when people were locked in their homes for fear of things taking place outside. Noah locked away in the ark. Lot, who locked his family and guests away from the crowd in Sodom and Gomorrah. Rahab, who hid spies for Israel in her home. There are so many instances of people in the Bible sheltering in place, locking their doors, and hunkering down until danger has passed. But none of these stories struck me as deeply as the story of the disciples on that first Easter. While the men hunkered down at home for fear of being killed as well, the women went out to care for the body, as is proper in the Jewish tradition. They find the body gone. And some sort of news from either an angel or Jesus himself that Jesus is alive. He is risen. He has returned. The women run back to report such news. Maybe a disciple or two goes out to check the empty tomb themselves. But that night, the disciples are gathered again in a locked house for fear of those outside who may wish them harm. The windows and doors are all shut. Each has been checked and locked. Fear and grief, whispers and shame fill the room. And yet, in that locked house, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. This one line from John. This one line about Jesus entering the locked house after his bodily resurrection. This one line about Jesus appearing to the disciples who were scared and mourning and confused. This one line gives me such great comfort in a time when I too am locked indoors. It gives me great comfort when I think of those who are locked in hospital rooms alone 
It gives me great comfort at a time when we are fearing the world outside and what tomorrow might bring. Jesus doesn't care that your doors are locked or that you're scared or grieving or maybe a little ashamed. Jesus comes to us either way. Jesus appears among us. He asks us to touch him. He breathes in our faces. He declares, peace be with you. Jesus doesn't care that a pandemic is happening, that our churches are locked, that you haven't received communion in weeks. Jesus doesn't care that you weren't taking church seriously before, or that you haven't read the Bible, or that you fearfully grabbed a few extra packages of toilet paper a few weeks ago. All Jesus needs to know is that he is wanted, he is missed, he is needed. Even if you didn't quite catch Jesus the first time around, perhaps like Thomas, you were out getting quarantine snacks and hand sanitizer. Jesus is happy to come by again. The truth is there is not a lock in this world that can keep God out. That is who God is. But there are things we can do to make it easier for the risen Christ to enter our locked homes and anxious hearts this Easter season. Make some physical space in your home that is just for you and God. This can be a favorite chair where you sit with your morning coffee before the kiddos wake up and where you chat with God. It can be a private altar that you and your family members set up with tokens and flowers from the yard to remind you of the risen Lord each and every day this Easter season. It can be a lawn chair outside where you can sit and watch the sunset. Wherever it is, make space for Jesus to show up. Make some time for God as well. In moments of crisis, we crave church. Our inclination is to run to the church every time the doors are open. But in times such as these, we can't rely on our old standby church service. We forget to spiritually feed ourselves. And after putting one foot in front of the other, emotionally and physically for so long, we can find ourselves anxious, fearful, angry, and just afraid. These are signs that we are spiritually emaciated. Signs that we have to be spiritually fed. So find new ways to fill yourself. Find a way to meet with God in prayer or worship or even in silence. Join us for the YouTube services. Start a new family ritual, such as praying before meals, saying bedtime prayers together, or starting a gratitude jar. And make sure you are spending time alone with God, just the two of you. Start meeting Jesus daily. Finally, be Jesus in the world. At times when we feel like our whole world is falling apart, it can give us some sense of gravity, some perspective, and some peace. To feel as though we are helping to make the world a slightly better place for someone that day. Pick up your phone and make a call to a friend who may be alone. Ask your parents or grandparents or an older neighbor if they need anything from the grocery store before you go yourself. If you can so, please make cloth masks for hospital workers or for friends or neighbors or donate them to the church. We'll find a way to get them out to those in need. The other day, I drove by Baptist Hospital downtown, a place that is no longer allowing visitors, including clergy. 
and my heart was moved to see colorful yard signs, thanking all of those hospital workers who are caring for the sick, the friendless, and the needy. No matter how little you are leaving your house right now, there are always ways we can be Jesus in the world. And through these acts, we can often find Jesus in our midst. Locked doors cannot keep Jesus away. Locked hospitals cannot keep Jesus away. Coronavirus will not keep Jesus away. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. And he is here for all of us in this trying time. So this Sunday, rejoice in the Lord who cannot be stopped by locked doors or shuttered windows or fearful, mourning, grieving hearts. Rejoice in the Lord who appears to us, touches our hands and breathes in our face. And rejoice in the Lord who declares, peace be with you.